Hello, and welcome to Encouraging Others in Loving Jesus. I'm your host, Kim Smith, and we're on episode 158. Remain faithful till the God-ordained dream is fully realized. A few years ago, I was doing a tremendous amount of traveling for my job. I was commuting to a location that was about four and a half hours from my house. And then I would return back at the end of the week. That was a lot of time to either listen to music or to listen to books. And about that time is when I discovered the audiobook. Now, it had been out for a long, long time. I remember walking into Cracker Barrel way back in the day and you could like trade out, I think it was like cassette tapes at that time, something to that effect. That never interested me, never did. But eventually I got, I got into this audiobook thing. And now in the last year and a half, I have listened to more books than I've read in my entire life. So it's helped. And in the midst of that, there was a book by an author. His name is Mark Batterson. You may have heard that name because of his book about prayer called The Circle Maker. He's also written quite a few other books, but The Circle Maker was one that changed the world and changed the prayer life of so many people. But another book is called Chase the Lion. Now, I'm not going to explain the, the <laughs> what's behind that title. You can get in there and you can read it yourself. But it is about... Dreams, God-ordained dreams, dreams that God places in our heart. And he encourages us to ask God, to, to like pursue God faithfully and to pursue the dreams that God places deep within us. And he gives examples because his first book, and I really think it really was like his very first book, but Chase the Lion is kind of like a sequel. His first book was called In a Pit with a Lion on a Snowy Day, How to Survive and Thrive When Opportunity Roars. And he talks in that book about God-ordained dreams. And Chase the Lion is a follow-up, but it also, in that book, he talks about so many people who have pursued God-ordained dreams and how they have changed the world. And I listened to Chase the Lion. I cannot tell you the number of times. And every time God gripped my heart and gave me a fresh enthusiasm for what he wanted to do in and through me. One of the many quotes in the book that touched my heart and applies to today's podcast in particular, is if you don't have a dream, keep learning while you're waiting. Get into God's word, and God's dream will get into you. Our weekly assignment feature, I'm going to tell you already, is to identify at least one God-ordained dream for your life. And it may take a lot of pursuing of God before your purpose becomes clear. But isn't it worth it? We have one life 
to live. Just surviving, that is not living. And if we spend all of our life just trying to avoid death, that is not life. And so as we look today, we continue with our study of Second Samuel and the life of David. So for those of you who haven't been with us for a while, or maybe this is your first time, we've been making our way most recently for, through First and Second Samuel. We've been talking a lot about David. So I want to remind you, back in First Samuel, First Samuel 16, King Saul was messing up. King Saul was the first king of Israel. And God sent the prophet Samuel to the house of Jesse to anoint the next king of Israel. And so go back. It's one of my favorite stories that we've covered. And I I really kind of love them all. Have you kind of figured that out? But I love that story so very much because you have the sons of Jesse that are presented to Samuel and immediately Samuel is like every other human and he looks at the oldest and says, this must be the one. And God says, no, 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 no. Don't look. Don't look with those human eyes. God sees the heart. And so we get down to what seems to be the last. And thankfully, Samuel didn't settle. Thankfully, Samuel didn't look with his human eyes and goes, okay, I've got this many doors and I'm going to pick. No, 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 no. He said, don't you have another? And yeah, they, Jesse did. And that was David. And young David was about 15 years old at this time. And he was out being faithful and shepherding the sheep. And God said, he's the one. So first Samuel 16, 12 through 13 So Jesse sent for him and he was dark and handsome with beautiful eyes. And the Lord said, this is the one anoint him. So as David stood there among his brothers, Samuel took the flask of olive oil. He had brought and anointed David with the oil and the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David from that day on. Then Samuel returned to Ramah and okay. Age 15, anointed to be the next king of Israel. So that's going to like happen the next day, right? Not even close. How many times have you had a God-ordained dream that you've seen fulfilled immediately? Probably never. Rarely is it quick. Usually God-ordained dreams are something that is so deep in our heart that not only does God have to work out the different scenarios to get everything in place for it to come true, but also God has to work in you in order to prepare you to be the person to walk into that dream and to live faithfully in that moment or that season. So, We're going back into 2 Samuel 2, which we've been in for the last couple of weeks. We're going to cover two or three of the verses that we covered, but we're going to look at them in a different light. 
and then we're going to add a few. So we're doing first, well, we're doing 2 Samuel 2, 1 through 4, A, 8 through 11, with 11 being our primary focal verse. So it's really about all of them. So think about it. David was 15 when God said through the prophet Samuel, you will be the next king of Israel. And 2 Samuel 2 takes place when David is 30 years old. I don't think this is an overnight dream factory, do you? And secondly, the full dream is not fulfilled in this text. It's a partial fulfillment of the dream. So let's get, let's dive in. So Verse one, after this, David asked the Lord, should I move back to one of the towns of Judah? So reminder, King Saul and three of his sons have just been killed in battle by the Philistines. And David has been hiding out from Saul because Saul's been chasing him for about 10 years. And so David has had a lot of mess in that 15 years between the anointing. He's had the Goliath moment. He's had years of running from Saul, being a fugitive battling on behalf of the Philistines, the bitter enemies of Israel. And when Saul is killed, David is torn up. He's torn up that God's anointed his died. He's torn up that Jonathan, someone with whom he shared a heart, had died. But he also realizes that it's now time for that God-ordained dream to be fulfilled. And it's very possible that David believes that the totality of the dream will be fulfilled, that he will, since Saul had been king of Israel, then he will be named king of Israel. But that's not how this works. So that's where the after this is. After this, David asked the Lord, should I move back to one of the towns of Judah? Yes, the Lord replied. Then David asked, which town should I go to? To Hebron, the Lord answered. David's two wives were Ahinoam from Jezreel and Abigail, the widow of Nabal from Carmel. Not going into that again. So David and his wives and his men and their families all moved to Judah and they settled in the villages near Hebron. Then the men of Judah came to David and anointed him king over the people of Judah. Well, that's a start. So David is not anointed at this time, king over Israel. David is anointed king over the tribe of Judah. Not the total fulfillment of the dream, but like a partial, like almost like a taste. And then we learn in 8 through 11, who is named the king of Israel. But Abner, son of Ner, the commander of Saul's army had already gone to Mahinoam with, with Saul's son Ishbosheth. That's a mouthful. Ishbosheth. There he proclaimed Ishbosheth king over Gilead, Jezreel, Ephraim, Benjamin, and the land of the Azurites, and all the rest of Israel. Ishbosheth, Saul's son, was 40 years old when he became king, and he ruled from Mahinoam. For two years. Meanwhile, the people of Judah remained loyal to David. David made Hebron his capital, and he ruled as king of Judah for seven and a half years. So, 
David has known that seed has been planted as a young teenager, a 15-year-old young man. You will be king of Israel. But David keeps being faithful. Is he faithful all the time? Well, we know he's got two wives, so he wasn't faithful every moment of every day. We know that. But he was living a faithful life. Not every perfect decision, but he was living faithful. He was pursuing the Lord. Look, he asked God, should I move back to Judah? Where should I move? Like he was, he was in a conversation with God. He was really trying to follow God's leadership. But he is still not, not seen the fulfillment of the full dream of him being king of Israel. I was thinking earlier, I was walking, and I was thinking, as a 15-year-old boy, I just wonder if David had been lying in his bed at night or lying in the fields managing the sheep, and he'd be going, oh, my dream is to be the next king of Israel. Not that that was impossible, that that was his dream, but I kind of doubt it. Like, I, I don't think that that was something that he or his brothers probably esteemed to, that they really thought that was what was going to happen. This was a dream placed in his heart by God. We can, we can sit all day and dream up scenarios. I want to be the Queen of England. Like, that's just foolishness. Uh, in my case, that's not, not a possibility. We come up with these dreams. And they're, they're dreams from our flesh. They're not necessarily bad dreams, but they're not ones that God plants in our hearts. And using time, effort, and focus in order to accomplish them takes away from the God-ordained dreams. David has been faithful now for 15 years. And to that point, not only had he not seen the fulfillment of the dream, but he had been on the run a majority of that time. He had been faithful to God, but he wasn't seeing that this is really going to work. I want you to think again about the God-ordained dreams in your life. There may be some that God has already fulfilled. What hardships did you have to go through to get to that dream fulfillment? Sometimes we look back and we have this habit of looking back at our history and we want to skip the hard times. I, I had a mentor a few years ago and she was talking about grief. Again, that's kind of what I do for a living. She's talking about grief and people that she had been with in the deepest, darkest moments of their life and had counseled them through that. But down the road, when they were in a better place, if you'd asked them, it hadn't really been that hard. Well, she had witnessed it. She had seen how bad and how much they were hurting, but they had a habit of looking back and forgetting all the struggles that they had worked through in order to get to that place. Sometimes if we're looking back, 
we may fail to see all the ways that God has been faithful and all the ways that he grew our faith muscles as part of the dream journey. I was kind of, you know, as I was trying to wrap my mind around all this, I was trying to think of exactly like what my God-ordained dreams are right now. You know that I'm not known to be a dreamer per se. That doesn't mean that I don't have dreams. But what do I feel like God has laid on my heart? And how do I need to be faithful in that? And I'll just share a little bit with this podcast. I I started this podcast with only a dream of being faithful. I did not have a dream of listenership. I had no clue if anyone would listen. Some people start podcasts and they've got all these friends and they invite them to listen and they have this automatic audience. That's not my life. That doesn't mean I don't have friends, but I'm not going to specifically invite them. If they want to hear me talk, they just pick up the phone. And here we are, 158 episodes in. What are my dreams for this podcast? And I can get pretty emotional about that because my dreams for this podcast are definitely not for fame or fortune. That's not it. But my dreams are that God will use this podcast to encourage others in loving Jesus. That's why I changed the name of the podcast. Because that's really what I want. I want beyond a shadow of a doubt for this podcast to touch as many lives as God ordains. To turn as many lives in as many countries. That is one part of this dream for me. I pray for those throughout the world who do not know Christ. There are millions of people who have never heard the name of Christ. And if God wants to use this country voice to share the name of Jesus in countries where his name is not spoken, To God be the glory. I can't imagine. But if I'm going to dream, I'm going to dream that big. I'm going to dream that God is going to use this podcast to turn people to Jesus throughout this world. And if that dream is truly from God, which it really seems like it probably is because it accomplishes the Great Commission, then I need to be faithful. I need to be faithful to pray. 
for each of you. I need to be faithful to pray for open doors. I need to be faithful to pray for the responses of your heart, that God will soften your heart. And I need to pray that God will get this podcast into the listening ears of everyone that he has already chosen to listen. How about you? What is at least one God-ordained dream for your life? And I go back to the quote from Mark Batterson. If you don't have a dream, keep learning while you're waiting. Get into God's word and God's dream will get into you. And I believe that with all my heart. So I'm going to mention a couple of resources. One one is the grouping of the two books that I mentioned at the beginning by Mark Batterson. In a Pit with a Lion on a Snowy Day. How to Survive and Thrive When Opportunity Roars and Chase a Lion. If your dream doesn't scare you, it's too small. And it, this book just hit the, I don't, I'm trying to come up with a word, just hit the world for that matter. It just came out last week and it's by Tim Tebow. And that is Mission Possible. Go create a life that counts. He tells such incredible stories in that book of people who found their purpose and found where God had placed that passion inside of them. And they are changing the world for Christ. He, that young man, is changing the world for Christ through his foundation, through books like this. There's a children's book that is adorable. I recommend all of those. And you can get the Batterson books probably on Hoopla, uh, but you can definitely get all of them um, on Audible. And I would think probably wherever books are sold. I just don't know. I just don't know what God is going to do in your life, in my life. But I do pray this very moment that God will birth in you a God-ordained dream. A purpose and a passion to accomplish that purpose so that you will see men, women, boys and girls throughout this world turn to faith in Christ because of your obedience to the dream. You may very well at times go through a period where David was. David went through years of thinking, Is this really ever going to happen? Because he thought he was going to just die with what Saul was doing. Like you are going to hit times where you're not sure that this dream is really going to happen. You may even question, was the dream from God? Keep being faithful to God and what God is showing you and trust him with the fulfillment. David went through all those hard times. David went through a partial fulfillment of the dream. And then seven and a half years later, he finally saw the entirety, the the full fruition of it. Don't, don't get discouraged. Get encouraged by reading God's word, studying God's word, praying Soaking in, not going to God because of the dream, 
going to God because he is God. He is worthy of your honor, your praise, your prayers, and your time. And in that, then let him ignite in you the passion to accomplish the purpose for which he has called you. Let me pray as we finish. Dear God, I thank you so much for just what you inspired in my mind regarding this podcast and the dreams that I do have. I really do want to reach the world, especially those who have never heard the gospel. If my attempts to speak your truth each week can reach people in their bedrooms, as they walk in their cars, like, I just thank you. I thank you. Will you encourage them to love you? to serve you, to follow you, to pursue you, and to pursue the passion, that passion that you have placed in their heart to accomplish their purpose. For each person who is listening to the sound of my voice, dear God, open up their spiritual eyes and ears and help them to see, see the dream you have for them or the dreams you have for them. Give them the courage to step out, to truly chase the lion, to honor you with their lives each day on the days when it seems like there's no way this can work out. Give them the courage, remind them of the promise, and may they be faithful. And may we all give all glory and honor to you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you so very much for tuning in. Please, oh, please, oh, please take a moment and share this with people you know. You never know what God might do through the simple act of you sharing this in Messenger or sharing this on your Facebook or your Instagram or wherever it may be. And just saying, hey, I think this might touch your heart. And let's just see how we might change the world together. You can go on whichever podcast platform and rate. And I'm not going to tell you how to rate it. I've heard so many people say, give us five stars. That's not mine to say. That is up to you. But those ratings do matter because they do cause others to be able to see more about the podcast because the higher it's rated, the more ratings it's got, the better it's going to fare. But when it's all said and done, I know that God's going to get this in the hands of the people who need to hear it when they need to hear it. And that is better than any rating system that any podcast platform has created. So, Don't forget, we'll be doing this again next week. I pray that you will pursue God with all your heart and that you will ask him for a dream and ask him for the faithfulness 
to keep following him even when the days look long and hard. And remember, it's always a trust and obey kind of day. Mm -hmm.